0: What up, people? It is Wednesday, February 26th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, where I give my opinion on a variety of topics. You can like it. You can hate it. It's all good either way because it's just my opinion. Uh, Let's jump right into the foolishness. Um, Early voting has begun for the presidential primary. Um, Fortunately, I was able to early vote and get that out of the way and i actually was the first person in line at my local voting place um although i am not enthused about any other candidates at the moment um, nobody's really sticking out to me i think we're going to be in trouble uh, in november but i did my due diligence uh, as best as i can and i went with you know who i thought would be the best candidate out of the limited candidates we have Um, I would definitely be glad when all of this madness is over because I'm just tired of seeing and hearing all of the bickering back and forth between, you know, eight different people. Everybody has an idea of what they feel is best and that's fine. But it's just, it's annoying. The debates have been annoying uh, because you have so many people on the stage that you really can't get in-depth answers. Uh, it's a lot of sugar-coating answers and pointing the finger. Uh, they spend half of their time saying what the other person can't do or hasn't done. Um, and it's just it, its a huge waste of time to me. Well, it, in my opinion, it's a waste of time. Uh, so I'm glad I got the early voting out of the way. Now, from my perspective, whoever gets the nomination, that's who I vote for and that's who I support. But at this point... Um, kind of torn because I just nobody's really standing out at the moment and the infighting is really what's getting me especially on the Democratic side there's so much infighting between supporters and candidates themselves Um, Bernie supporters going hard at everybody everybody's going hard at Bernie and it's just I'm not a huge fan of Bernie but yesterday I saw an article of something that Bernie Sanders said back in 1972, and it's like, man, do you have to go back that far, and I've said this on numerous occasions about, especially with social media, people act like you can't grow um, over these 30, 40 years, it's just ridiculous, I'm tired of, everybody has things that they wish they wouldn't have said, or things that was um, probably acceptable back in the day, but aren't acceptable now. And to bring stuff that happened 30, 40 years ago, just ridiculous. And make it seem like that's what these people are now. Um, even some of the pages I follow on social media, you know, there are some really huge, heavy, burning supporters. And I'm all about support your candidate, that's fine. But don't do that and try to tear down other candidates. Um, I think everybody has valid reasons why they should win. I think everybody has valid reasons why they shouldn't. That's why I'm not enthused with any of them at the moment, but I'll just be glad when all of this nonsense is over. Um, it, it's too much. Too many candidates, Just just narrow it down. Uh, Super Tuesday is coming up and hopefully we'll be past all of this infighting madness and everybody can get on the same page and just support whoever the nominee is going to be. Um, so that's my take on that. Uh A couple of interesting topics came up this week over the past couple of weeks, and one that happened the other day Um, that I definitely have an opinion on, and it's a mixed opinion, but it's about a six-year-old black girl who was placed in zip-tie handcuffs uh, and taken down to the police station because she was being unruly in school. She was kicking people, hitting people, and my opinion on this is, is a mixed one. Only because, you know, reading comments on the story, people are saying it's ridiculous that they did this to this child, they scarred this child for life. And how can all these adults, the principal, vice principals, teachers, can't control a six-year-old. Well, my response to that is, now first of all, I'm not justifying anything police officer did. But nowadays, you can't touch kids or their parents will come and try to sue you or sue the school district. Um, I've seen this firsthand now. When I was back in elementary school, the principal paddled us. We got uh, paddling, um, you know, if we did something wrong. And I don't know what this child's history is, if they have a history of being bad. Um, but a lot of this starts at home though. Because now you can't put your hands on kids. Because the parents will come up there and see you. And I've seen this before. You know, I've talked about my ex-girlfriend and her 9-year-old son. He's bad, and I've seen her and her ex-husband uh, justify some of his behavior, and he's been suspended from school three to four times this school year alone, and he's in the third grade. And the last time he got suspended a few weeks ago, um, he had a piece of plastic, like a hard piece of plastic uh, that was broken, and it had jagged edges on it had taken it away from him because she didn't want him to get hurt, well she took it out of his hands, he smashed it out of her hands, and ended up cutting her hands and she started bleeding, and he got suspended for that, and my ex was telling me, well I think he should only got suspended for one day rather than two days, my response that: he shouldn't got suspended at all, because he shouldn't be acting like that to get suspended, he is known as a bad kid at school. He has that reputation because he's a bad kid. And a lot of that starts with the parents. And I tell her that all the time. It, it's the parents. Uh, her and her ex-husband are on different pages when it comes to, like, discipline. Her ex-husband seems to think, oh, this is just a boy's growing pains. And, you know, you have to go through this stuff. And apparently he told her she's reaping what she sold when she was a kid as if he's perfect. That's why I'm kind of glad I got out in this situation because I don't want to have to deal with that. It's not my child. Uh, if he gets suspended, that's on them to deal with. And I just straight up told her, we not together because I don't like your son and I don't want to be around him. Um, after he told his father i put my hands on him, which I never did, that situation could have been a lot different for me. But this uh, six-year-old child, I, we don't know the backstory behind it. The way parents act sometimes where they'll go up there and blame the school for everything and not hold the child accountable um if i was a teacher or an administrator i would be afraid to put my hands on the job because you just don't know what the repercussions of that is going to be and most likely that would be possibly losing your job or uh, a lawsuit and from my understanding this particular officer was fired uh, because he had false procedure and I think they said the procedure was he has to get um, like a sign off from a higher up in order to arrest somebody under 12 years old and he's done it twice. He's arrested I think a 7 year old and a 6 year old child and that's the reason but I'm hesitant to really go bad on the school for not disciplining the child because you just don't know how the parents will respond if they did discipline the child and what do people consider disciplining the child because you can't get them or anything like that. You can put them uh, in school suspension or something like that. But I've seen it happen with my ex son. None of this stuff is doing anything. He's not learning the consequences of his actions. And she is now trying to enforce that. She has been probably heavily over the past year. And that's a lot of the influence I've had on her. But the ex-husband, there are certain things that He just does, he thinks it's okay and he doesn't discipline his child and they're just not on the same page, but again, that's not my child, that's not my situation to worry about, but I can understand where the school is coming from, Uh, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it, Um, there probably are better ways to handle it, but again, we don't know if this is, has been a problem child or not, and what the uh, involvement of the parents are either, so I'll reserve judgment on that or opinion on that, but I can kind of understand it. I really can. Um, another thing that happened in the past couple of weeks, which is totally ridiculous, especially with this being Black History Month, uh, there's a black man in Iowa who kidnapped a white lady and held her hostage and made her watch Roots so she can understand what racism is about. Uh, that's kind of an oxymoron to me. You kidnap somebody, a white lady at that, and you're black, and having her watch a movie about racism, um, and then threaten to kill her and chop her heads off and chop her limbs off if she moves. Hope he goes to jail because that's just stupid. Uh, that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, and sounds like maybe mental issues or something like that, but, um, it's stupid. That's all I can say about that. Uh, and also, Dylan Roof, uh, he's a young white kid that murdered nine people in a church in South Carolina during Bible study. Apparently, he's having a rough time in prison. Um, he's on a hunger strike, apparently, because he's not being treated fairly in prison after he killed nine people. Man, go to hell. That's all I have to say about you, you dumb idiot. I don't care about your hunger strike and keep doing it. More power to you. Um, and also, the coronavirus. Uh, apparently that's getting very serious now. And I have a lot of thoughts about that and it be conspiracy theories or whatever the case may be, but uh, I just find it ironic where it originated from and all of the unrest that that country was having before this happened. And now it's starting to spread And apparently this administration is not too concerned uh, about that here. And as I think the last count with over 2,000 people have died from this. And uh, this administration was forced to hold the news conference a little earlier. It may actually be going on now, but the small snippet I saw of it, they were saying that uh, there's no real vaccine for it. It may not be one for six to 12 months. Uh, I've seen things about if you're wearing a mask, you need to shave your facial hair because that may hinder the concealment of the mask. Uh, And I have a goatee. I don't want to cut my goatee off, but if that will prevent me from getting the coronavirus, I'll cut it off. I've had it for 30 years, but if that'll help me not get this virus, uh, I am kind of concerned about it, especially because the cdc which has been defunded under this administration is saying that it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when it spreads in the u.s and there are already several uh, confirmed cases of it here in the u.s so another reason why i'm glad i work at home so i don't really have to get out um i'm praying that it doesn't spread like they're saying but uh, it doesn't look good to me and the I just have a feeling this was something that was intentionally released. Uh, I think it's gonna be a pandemic. I hope I'm wrong. And I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist, but just a lot of stuff uh, around this particular virus. And it's not a new virus. So it's been around. And I'm surprised that we aren't more prepared for it to have some type of vaccine for it. Um, But again, the CDC has been uh, defunded to an extent under this administration so I'm not necessarily surprised um moving to the Kobe Bryant tribute they had a couple of days ago I thought it was a really really good tribute um I think his wife Vanessa did an amazing job her courage and uh, her composure throughout her speech and eulogy uh everyone that spoke on his behalf I saw Shaq spoke and um Michael Jordan and you know a lot of people had a lot of things to say about him and how he just wanted to help people. Um, so they kind of sent him out with a bang. I think they had it at the Staples Center, it was packed, and you know, I just keep praying for the family. His other daughters, his wife, his mom and dad and sisters, I know they had a strange, uh, strained relationship, and, but it's still their child, still their brother. Reason too, so just sending prayers to everyone who knew him, everyone that was a fan that was affected by it, and just everyone who was affected, uh, the other families that were affected also. So just still sending prayers to them. Um, also, the fight Saturday night, uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Good fight. Deontay got beat down, uh, but first round, actually the before the first round, I went and actually saw the fight at the movie theater, and I was sitting next to this older white guy, and he was a little interested. He had a lot of comments about Deontay Wilder that uh, gave me indication he probably grew up in the 50s or 60s, and I'll just leave it at that, but I was telling him from the first round, Deontay Wilder's legs weren't there. He just didn't look steady. His legs looked really wobbly, and it caught up with really. him. And I was saying that throughout the whole fight, something's wrong with him. He's not 100%. And it came out that his excuse was his legs were gone because he wore this suit into the ring that was like 40 pounds um, extra. And he said he had about 15, 20 minutes before the fight. He had to make the walk to the ring in this suit. And um, That extra weight just kind of wore his legs out before the fight. Uh, Some people say that's a BS excuse. I kind of believe it. Uh, Regardless, he lost the fight. He didn't look good, but I can understand that. Tyson Fury came in 40 pounds heavier than Deontay Wilder. and He had a good game plan. Whenever they got close and got tangled up, he would lean that body weight on Deontay Wilder. And if his legs are already gone, that was just gonna make it worse. Deontay Wilder got his first loss of his career. Uh, Hopefully he learned a valuable lesson. Um, And I'm not sure if that excuse is valid or not. I kind of believe it. Um, Again, I saw it from the very beginning. I felt like something was wrong, but uh, I'm looking forward to, I think there was a clause in the contract for a rematch. So there should be a third fight. I think it'll be a different fight at that point. But Deontay lost, congratulations to Tyson Fury. Um, he had a good game plan, he executed his game plan, and he's the undisputed champion at this point. Uh, also, XFL, I'm really enjoying it. it. It's giving me my football fix since the NFL is over, so I think I'll continue to watch it. It gives me some entertainment on the weekend, um, because now it's getting boring. I don't watch golf, I don't watch NASCAR, so it gives me something else to do Uh, this week's verbal middle finger it goes to an Oklahoma high school girl's basketball announcer Um, when he was introducing the teams when he got to the opposing team which consisted of mostly black girls he said their names were disgusting but he was going to try to pronounce them Um, I'm not even sure where to go with that That's what he said in the PAC gymnasium. Uh, These names are disgusting, but I'll try to pronounce them. When introducing the opposing team, girls' basketball team, which consisted of mostly black young ladies, it's, you know, people are getting real bold with their racism, and it has gotten worse over the past three years. Uh, I think there's some correlation, but I'm gonna leave that alone. But, dude, you get the rubber middle fingers. go to hell, buddy. Uh, to end on a positive note, uh, I saw this quote today on Facebook, and it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, it says, if someone's absence brings you peace, you didn't lose anything. And that's something I have to keep in mind. Uh, there are a lot of people that you know have come and gone out of my life, and, and that's cool. I don't hold grudges or anything, but... If that absence brings me peace, I haven't lost anything. So that's it for this week. God bless. Peace.